April 5, 2020. It's a Watt from Pedro show.
Why for Pedro show? Happy s Sunday. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be three in a row here, but uh, why not? And, uh, of course, quit in quarantino uh, mode. So, Brother Matt, three miles south of Love got on the pleasure points to sequestered. Keep us all healthy. Uh, but I'm not told man alone here in my pad because the software engineers in Estonia and their wonderful Skype invention. I got Ian Pierce, Andrew Bush from Oregon's with me. Hello. <laughs> That's a trip that that you know I got a patch in my this pewter here when his um, volume gets unmounted it pukes and it happened right when you guys said hi <laughs> <laughs> we start off the show John Coltrane doing one up one down that's from that stuff they found a little while ago and then five from Oregon's the last four shows people you've heard one two three four somewhere around there because I've been doing a lot of shows uh and this is number five uh but before we get to Oregon stuff, let's go to the roots of the Oregon, which is Ian and Bushy. And Bushy's been on the show before because of late, great Estelle. But Ian ain't. So, Ian, you're there in Belfast, right? Um, about an hour outside Belfast, down near the Morn Mountains. Yeah, what's it called? Uh, near Newcastle. Yeah, what's the, what's the name called? Called? Seaford. Seaford, okay. Now, you yeah. don't mean the Newcastle, the Geordie Newcastle. No, no, there's a <laughs> Newcastle in the east of Ireland. Okay, okay. Okay, because that's the one I've been to. i got to go to yours. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and I will. Oh, yeah, when we get this touring going again, I'm playing every fucking time I can. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Ian, what's your uh, earliest musical recollection? Uh, probably my dad's record collection. Uh, so in the house, John Denver. Yeah, in, in the in the house, uh, John Denver, Sergeant Peppers, and Abba okay. is pretty much. Was he was he mainly a listener, or did he play also? He was a listener. He said he tried to play guitar when he was growing up in the fifties. But I don't think he got too far with it. I never found out why, whether he struggled with it or whether he gave it up or what it was. So there was no instruments in the house when you were like a boy? Really young? No, not, okay. um, not until we started school. Okay. Uh, do you remember the first record you bought yourself? Yeah, it was Stan Ridgeway. Oh, the singer uh, of all of out that record, man. What was it called? Camouflage. Did I play bass on there with some guy? There was one song where he had two basses. And uh, I don't know if it was that one. Well, it was maybe it was just called Stan Ridgeway. It's when he left Wall of Voodoo. Okay. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a solo album, but I didn't find that out until a few years ago. I just remember the single, knew nothing about yeah, but, him. Just like yeah, Ian, I was going to ask you, what made you choose that record? Uh, I think I'd heard it on the radio, and I just, I just liked it because he wasn't singing; he was talking, and it was just one big story kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That was a big hit over here. What? 
The big oh, hit for us yeah. was Wall of Voodoo, Mexican Radio. Great. Yeah, yeah. And then they got another singer after him, and this guy also wrote a play called White Trash Wins Lottery or something. It was like the story of Axl Rose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> His name was Andy Preboy or something. Yeah, but oh. uh, the, we lost the drummer to cancer, Joe Nanini. He's a great drummer, man. And also the mm. guitar guy. There was two brothers, Morlins, and and uh, the bass one's still around, but we lost Mark. I think it was Mark. Yeah, we got. Oh. They, they were in a band called the Skulls. Great song called "The Victim" okay. in those days. But anyway, back to you, Ian. Uh, at school, did you uh, do sing in the choir or be in the marching band or shit like that? I was in the orchestra playing violin. Okay. I was the lead violin. First chair. Yeah. Now, 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 how did well, you get? How did you get that? Did you go looking for it? No, start, kind of everyone was encouraged to play violin, and I kind of or play something, and I just kind of stuck at it. Okay. And how old were you when you started? I probably about eight. Maybe you, eight or nine. Did you go all the way? I went to un, until I left school. Then I never picked it up again. Yeah, yeah. So you did it all through school. So, like, you learned to read. You were doing classical music. Yeah, I was doing classical. I always wanted to do the uh, more traditional Irish stuff. Yeah, but we had to do the classical because we were putting on those shows. Okay. So it's kind of I didn't kind of when I didn't have to be taught things anymore. I kind of decided to give it up. Yeah, yeah. Well, what about after school, like in the basement or the bedroom or the garage with your buddies, like make a little band? Yeah, we had a band called Knob, N O B, <laughs> and uh, that was like uh, two two. No, before that it was P McBee, and everybody wanted to play guitar. And I got the short straw and was the bass player. Ah, so yeah, that's I, how the old days were. That's how I started. Yeah, because everyone was like, no, I want to play guitar. Yeah, I want right. to play guitar. And That's right. That's yeah. why. So I, had a, I mean, you wouldn't believe how many, so great to, bass, how many great bass players come out of that situation because that's how you got gigs because no one wanted to do it. Yeah. So I had, I had my electric guitar. I had this honer strat copy and i used to play the bottom two strings now, now why, did, why did bass. tell me tell me Ian, why did you what made you get that guitar it was in a it was in an ad in the newspaper no i mean here, my, obviously you were playing violin right in school so on the yeah, other side and then I, you wanted in your mind you said man i want to learn guitar yeah so that i got bought an acoustic guitar and i played that for a while and then and I decided I wanted an electric. Yeah. So I was kind of, I was sitting in the house teaching myself cream and uh, deep purple and that kind of stuff. Off, off of records. <laughs> yeah. That's the way me Try and D, that's the way, that's the way me and D Boone learned. Yeah. I don't think I was right, but I was, some of the notes were right, I think. <laughs> not, a I, I ours, not a lot of ours. Not a lot of ours. Yeah. <laughs> and in fact, D Boone had the record player. I had this motherfucking new thing called Eight Track. So oh, you wow. don't have to wait for the motherfucker to come back around. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it yeah, couldn't yeah. lift the needle up. It was fucked up. I'll take shit for him, man. 
Yeah, but you could play him in card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was yes. the big advantage. But uh, you couldn't record on him hardly. There was a couple of machines, but it was cassettes that was the way. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, Ian. So, so you're 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 man alone teaching yourself off records. But then you start playing with your yeah. buddies and you make a band. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we don't we don't play anywhere. We just we just play in the spare room of the house and we just do covers like Velvet Underground. And then I'm trying to sneak in stuff like Big Black and things like that into the mix. When, when did, and, you, uh, did you ever start writing songs? I didn't until a few years later. Okay. I was just I was just happy kind of playing along at that stage. Sure, sure, sure. And so does this this band go after high school? Yeah, we probably for a couple of years and then it kind but of fizzled you, out. But you never did a gig. We no, never did a gig with those guys. Actually, no. in the old days, there was a lot of that shit where you never... I know guys that never done gigs but played for 20, 30 years. Mm, yeah. That's all, what was so great about time. the movement because people went out and did gigs even if they didn't really know how to play yet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my first four bands never played. Yeah, can you I believe that shit? I mean, I can understand, games. you know, you're doing it just for the love of music. But mm. you add on another dimension when you actually take it to people. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. So, Ian, uh, tell me about the first band that you played in that played in front of people. Uh, who would that have been? I think that would have been Digger and about 96 Digger, yeah. Oh, Digger, okay. Digger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Everybody's got their own slang, you know. <laughs> anyway, so, so what was Digger like? It was kind of indie rock with a bit of bit of punk rock, but it was my first time sitting down and trying to write songs as well. Ah, great! I didn't, great. I didn't, I didn't realize how hard it was to write words. Yeah, yeah. And so, so how did uh, Digger work out? Did you guys play around? Did you get to record? We, uh, luckily enough, the guitarist lived up the road and he had a four track. So we used to go up and record stuff in his garage. So we actually recorded a ton of stuff, but we only ever played two gigs. Okay. <laughs> but you did record a lot. That's cool. And a lot of original? Yeah, it was pretty much all original. I think the only cover we ever did was like a Bob Mould thing or something like that. Great, man. Okay, uh, I want to play Split Red here. You know, Minutemen had a song called this. Thank you. 
of the test Answer the questions of the test Circle in a number in the right choice Eliminate distractors, make a guess Pay attention when you hear the robot voice Answer the questions of the test Answer the questions of the test Answer the questions of the test
just I kill them Took them down I've been known to drown a man And I'm given a twist in the next I've killed them I killed them from afternoon into twilight, late Sunday groove into semi-night, weave into the dark, grasped by headlights up and down hills and following those lights of the semi-night, share the road with truckers on my personal flight, long driving long into the semi-night, following a favorite, not drafting but safe following distance, plunge ahead past the lanes, passing the lines, follow that truck through the night, the semi-night, till I get there and relax out of sight. Stopped and rested from the semi-night. What they're 
up my raspberry face, but I'm, I'm terribly chirpy. Just, just terribly chirpy, I am, I am. Actually, it was it wasn't scripted. Like they didn't know how to end the fucking movie, and Marlon Blando just ad lib. You know, he don't like to memorize lines anyway. But yeah, he, yeah. he saved the fucking movie. Okay, people, uh, that was Split Red, the man who fell on his own spear. That's a band Ian was in after Digger a couple years later. What we'll get into that later. Gar Sager after that was something he did under this Quentin uh, Quarantino mode on his piano called Velvets. Gave me a couple of days ago. Guy by voices with questions of the test. I am perfectly fine by Bill's pump out of Leeds. Lucy Lee uh -huh. with trash talk after out of Oxford. Yeah, great, great bass, great drums in Bill's pump. Fuck. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, both those bands. The Cats can cook. I, I actually got to share the stage at the in Leeds with Bill's yeah. Club. And, you know, there uh, was a band before them called Solanke, that fucking yeah, tits. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they did yeah, some yeah. kind of riff on Buzzer Howe. You know, it's a trip. Yeah, you know, Chuck yeah. Tukowski wrote me an email talking to me about Buzzer Howe. We talked about Ethan James and shit. It's weird how everything comes around when you're sequestered. Yeah. Uh, Schizofuel uh, out of Amarillo Brewer. with Goon. Joe Brewer, that's Jack Brewer from Sacramento's cousin. Uh, Madison, the semi-night. Semi Trotsky Ice Pick, first music 20 years from them. Uh, that's John Jones of Urinals with Kel, uh, the guitar cool. guys. But John don't do bass. He got another bass dude. He's like lead singer, man. Uh, Sugar Skulls. Sugar Skulls. And then something called Minnows with the exclamation point. Gray around the liver. And then Bad Dates. Side to side grin. So I, I think, Ian, you can enlighten us to those units, the last two units here. I can, yeah. Okay. So, so um, how, well, how does D D D Digger lead up to Split Red? Uh, Digger kind of stops. Um, guitarist is moving away. I'm getting more into punk rock music, but don't really know anyone else who is until I meet a uh, there's an ad in a guitar shop and it's a guy looking to start a band, needs a bass player, must like Husker do and heavy metal. So metal I decided to go in for that and then that ended up becoming Split Red. Okay. Where'd you pick that name? Is it just coincidence? No, we picked the name because we're both listening to lots of Minutemen. Okay. Do you know there's two versions? I do, yeah. There's one on the Beast Bill EP, and there's one on What Makes a Man Start Fires. Yeah, it was the What Makes a. I guess I don't know it because there was the there was the project one of the project Merch CDs that we had. It obviously well, would have had the well, Beast Bill one. Yeah, but uh, Ian, the post Merch there's three post Merch CDs, and they were just a way of getting the vinyl onto CD format in the most economical yeah. way. I didn't think it was fair to like make one CD for each release, so I just crammed mm. everything I could on them three CDs. Later on, they parted it out to like one CD a release, but that wasn't my idea. All right, okay. the post Merch thing was, you know, after Project Merch, right? No, we're CDs, right? After we write hit songs, we're gonna make you rebuy your whole record collection again. <laughs> yeah, that's well, why was, my heart. Was, that's why my heart here. bleeds pink lemonade when the, they hear about how the record industry went under. These, you know, it, it was it was greed. It was greed, and it backfired. Yeah. They, they called Afghanistan on the CIA uh, blowback. Yeah, it's called blowback. I guess it was what. Uh, with, Vietnam and the Soviets, Afghanistan was to them. You know, a lot of when people get too fucking clever and push people around like pawns, sometimes it blows back. So I'm, uh, I'm wondering, which one do you think was earlier version, Bean Spill or What Makes a Man Start Fires? Uh, I, I don't know. It was Maybe Bean the, Spill because Bean Spill comes from the. Same session, if you know Politics of Time, there's about the first oh, yeah. six songs. It's from that session with Mike Patton. Oh, Not okay. Mike Patton, the Mr. Bungo guy, mm. but Mike Patton, the bass player from uh, Middle Class. 
Yeah, yeah he, he produced the adolescence uh, produced the adolescence yeah. album. Yeah, and he was played bass and sang for Eddie in the subtitles. Okay. Anyway, enough of that lecture. Sorry. <laughs> Get back to your your story. So, what 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 happens with Split Red Ian? Uh, we play a lot in uh, Warzone in Belfast, which was the DIY punk venue, screen printing, cafe, that kind of place. Okay, did you ever tour? Um, we, well, we, we went over and played in, played over in Bradford in England and played down in Dublin. I think our first gig there was with Estelle, which ah, is great. probably yeah. when I met Bushy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so what happens with uh, Split Red? Did they split? We we yeah, we, we had a tour planned. Our drummer was from Australia. She didn't tell us her visa was about to expire. We booked the tour and then it, she pretty much told us she couldn't do it. Man, that was so, inconvenient. <laughs> yeah. So it was. Yeah. So she went back yeah, to so Australia. Just broke it off and, in uh, your ass, you know. Okay. <laughs> What, what, so so, what's next? Is it minnows or bad dates? That sounds like a bad date. Oh, there's there's about twenty other bands before that, like all through the two thousands. But a lot didn't record. Okay, so okay. So they, these are more re- recent projects, then. Yeah, they would be uh, minnows two thousand and twelve. That was just we just wanted to do like a fast hardcore band that no one else seemed to be doing around Ireland at the time. Okay. Um, a lot of the last Estelle gigs were with Minos. Okay. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Because I would have who, who put Minos? Estelle on up in Belfast. Um, Graham, who was in Split Red, he played guitar in Minos. And Jamie, friend of mine who was in Low End and moved on to Dublin, he did vocals. And then Michael from Comply or Die was on drums. Four piece? Yeah. And then, how, 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 what happened? What you guys got in the net? I mean, what happened? <laughs> got the hook? Uh, like like <laughs> everything else, somebody quit. Okay, and we it, couldn't it, get a replacement great. after we'd recorded a bunch of stuff and we're about to put it out. So right on the verge again, man. These guys are fucking yeah. What winners? A lot of winners. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> good, yeah. Okay, so bad dates. Does this got Graham too? But it has Graham as well, yeah. Yeah, all right. I, 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 I'm, I'm noticing a pattern. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's in and out over the years. But Graham, <laughs> so, but Graham ain't an organ. He isn't. No, he's not. Okay. He was asked no. to be, but he didn't feel up to it. He really was asked so, to be. Okay, so this is kind of old music buddy of yours, then. He is. Yeah, I've known him for oh twenty odd years. Mm. Those I think. Are pre- in a way, those things are precious, I'll tell you, in uh, long relationships like that. It doesn't mean every band's got to be together, but at least there's something about, you know, I just did 20 years of touring with Tom Watson. And, man, I thought about that. Oh, like, right. God damn. Yeah, yeah. You know, I only knew D. Boone 15, 16 years, a whole life. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah it's a That's crazy. trip about stuff like that, you know what I mean? So uh, there must be something special about Grant. Is he doing music right now? He's not. He he had heart surgery last year. He's still playing guitar, but he says he's still writing some stuff. But he hasn't. You know, he's not 
hasn't been out practicing or anything like that. Well, if he records something, will you flow it my way so I can play it on the show? I'm interested. Oh, yeah. Of course I will. You know, and especially the roots of the tree. I mean, we're going to get into a... He actually, um, one time that you, whenever you played Belfast with the second man, it was yeah. one of Graham and I's bands that opened up for you. Was he the guy sitting in the chair, kind of big guy? Big tall guy. Oh, he's a tall guy. Okay. Maybe. But this is back in like 2002 or something like that. Yeah, that's all right. I still call those the new days. <laughs> you got us two Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, we're at the end of the first hour. Were... Of the April 5, yeah, you were 2020 being... edition of Watt for Pedro show. Hold tight for hour two with organs. April 5, 2020, it's the second hour of the Watt for Pedro show.
Why, for Pedro, should we start off the second hour with Estelle doing My Raymond is Contagious? Raymond's in New York City, a couple blocks from the mayor's office. Hunker down, Raymond. <laughs> uh, Daddy, don't. We had uh, from Knoxville, Maggie Brennan on, and that's one of her projects. You know, that's one of those kind of. You don't have to have cuss words to make your band name sound weird, you know? Yeah, yeah, One time yeah. we played up in the city with this band. They were called Uncle Bob Touched Me. I mean, there's no dirty words. <laughs> That's Uncle Bob Touched Me. <laughs> yeah, so Daddy Don't, you know, you know, just, you know, images are conjured. You know. Branded upon the brain. Stand fast after that with forward motion. Uh, Andre Vida out of Berlin. She's stuck. That's uh, Lisa Said. She's stuck in uh, Lisbon. I told her there's a big experimental scene in Lisbon right now. A Andre Vita with Shisky called Berlin. V. Vale up the city. People don't know that he was part. There was a six-member version of uh, Blue Cheer, and he was the organ man. Oh, that's oh he knew that. that. That's right. I knew that. He does the research uh, mag magazines. Yeah. yeah. Over a lot. The Wolf old uh, V Vale, the old uh, up in the city, they had uh, Search and Destroy. That was the name of the magazine. And, uh, yeah. Then he did something called Research, and the real stuff with uh, you know William S. Burroughs and Genesis PRH. That's right, and uh, yeah, interesting guy, V Vale, great guy. Yeah. Contest pad a few times, Marianne. Uh, that's called Song for Costco, and finally Sir Kill a lot. Zero four zero five. Now, Sir Killalot uh, and Estelle both had the same drummer, and actually yeah. they shared another member too. I think a Andy, who was bass yep. for uh, Estelle, and then guitar for Sir, Sir Killalot. What about what's Sir Killalot? I mean, Bushy's been on the show before. People so talk about his early days, but I don't know about Sir Killalot. And we're also going to play some uh, Dot Dash. After, but he's going to give us a spiel right now. Go ahead, Bushy. It, Sir Killalot was just a, it was a hardcore band that I did just after. My first band that played gigs was the Waltons, which John was Waltons. kind of a darker sounding band, you know? Okay. Like, and then we did a hardcore band with a friend of mine called Liam, and that turned into Sir Killalot. But I, I, when that started, it was a guy called Richie Egan, and Richie Egan is kind of made a name for himself playing kind of electronic pop music now but uh so sir killalot did three releases and every release had a different singer guitarist you know so wouldn't that was know me unless you told me so i'm glad you did bushy yeah me and liam and then a bunch of other guys and the album that you would have that's sort of like the story of, of fleetwood mac yeah Exactly. The same two the same rhythm section and different front people every time. Okay. So so uh, yeah, that was the first band I played in with Andy and I still play in Andy with Andy in Yurt now. So yeah, we've been playing with Andy. I played a, a lot of Yurt on the show. It's a big uh that's an adventure band, man. A lot of parts. <laughs> yeah, man. Lots, Here, let's play some Dodd Dash. Thank you. 
We go from tearing up for dollies to jumping in trolleys and match other ways while you're ordering cards. You don't call your friends. It's up to end. Don't bend your like How much can you take? Unwell, you fucked it up. Unwell, you drank too much. Unwell, you left me in the lurch. Unwell, you kicked in church. But who gives a shit anyway? Just some ones with too much time on their hands. Fuck them. Fuck them. Put that foot now on the brake. Take what you will, and you're going too fast. Past all the towns, and the pigs just flashed. Run around, turn crack with drink. Next day, what will the people think? Run around like in the horrors. Next day, what will they whisper? Fucking, what's the deal with him? Fucking, look at the state of him. Fucking, shove that mail on him. Fucking, throw that book at him. Fucking, does it sloppily? No girlfriend, well, not properly. Went to get a buy some property, but who gives a shit anyway? Just some bricks with too much money on their hands. Fuck 'em. Fuck 'em. Cause we need you here. You do very much. Like a good sugar boy, we can't get enough. Cause we need you here. You do very much. Like a good loving boy, we can't get enough. Is who you are, you know. XXO, tic tac toe. Home is just a place to go where the boys are dying and the girls are crying and they go out driving. Don't go back alive and what good is to anyone dead and gone? Yeah, long got, 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 gone. Not, not, no Kurt Cobain. Stick around now for re again. Is loving your life on the way and there's loving your life not on the way. Now I don't want to get polemic. This here is an epidemic. So I, I, I. You know your friends love you. Have to let you know my friends love you. Have to let you know your folks love you. Have to let you know the girls love you.
ništa s tim što njegov čača nije htio kad je tvornicu upropatio Obiteljstvo 
business is to make himself unnecessary. A middleman's business is to make himself unnecessary. Evil. Laying on his scarlet ultra suede. The chrome shuriken caught the streets neon.
about me the way we do it only massively we make the one that cannot be forced that can only be tossed Question. tell me if you think this wrong hate and put 10 bras on walk out like pamela anderson with a sing song Question. Will you drop crap all on my crop when this is not a shop? Yeah. Get me on the down low, the down low. Question. Fuck another love song, call me Lazarus, watch me rise. Call me hazardous, engage at the rage. Page after page of the sage in the cage on minimum wage. Put the cheddar in the pocket, put the rest into the jacket. What do you do? Do it right You can measure my own load Make quick the getaway When shame is only back step away But for now we're stepping, jumping, looping And I'll spring my step for all the people Yeah, ready, yeah Equal, you better get ready for the sequel Yeah, 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 yeah Put the cheddar in the pocket Put the rest into the jacket What do you do? Do Put the cheddar in the pocket Put the rest into the I thought we were on what, earlier. What, no, no, no. <laughs> well, it's hard for you to know you're, you're a couple miles away. Okay. But, people, uh, we just heard uh, Dot Dash do an epidemic, the, the power ballad version. Then Craig Bell out of Cleveland with, uh, no, he's in Indianapolis nowadays, but he's originally Cleveland. He was bass player for Rocket for the Tombs. Uh, be here oh. now. Uh, Tatton uh, Sin. From Neto Millet Cooperative. He's living in Trieste these days. Ibora, um, right? That big old fucking wind that comes up there. And, and also, uh, Mr. Joyce started his Ulysses in that town. He was uh, teaching English at one of them Berlitz schools. It says, and when you open up Trieste, Zurich, Paris, right? Uh, Chris Burns out of Canada with Wish. Stoma out of Rotterdam. Uh, neon, yeah, one's a country, one's a city. 
You know, I remember the first time we came back as Minutemen from a, our first Europe tour, and the guys in Pedro thought Holland was a town in Switzerland. <laughs> and we're some dumb motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally do a runner dot dash Let's give us a story of dot dash here Bush. so dot dash is the name of the record the the band is Queen Kong You're Only Massive okay so I fucked that up I gotta change that in the playlist that's okay that's okay but, uh, what's the spelling well I'll get, send me an email with the fucking spelling so I don't fuck that yeah. up too so basically what it was was a uh, Queen Kong were this band from Cork who had moved to Dublin. And I used to know, I, I met them and Estelle used to put them on and they were interesting. You know, Amy could really sing, which was kind of rare. And they had a weird way about them. They were kind of fucking weirdos. You know, the first, you know, the first musician I heard from Cork or around there. Yeah. Roy Gallagher. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw He's, him blow... Jethro Tull off the stage at the Coliseum here in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah Tull were hit and miss, man. And in fact, the last gig I did at D. Piazza's, because Mark D. Piazza's, I started the set off with Hands Up. Yeah. I think he played with two guys in Belfast. They were the drummer. Did, and, yeah. the, and the bass guy stayed with them a long-ass time. They were always changing yeah. drummers. But man, could they, I got, you know, everybody thinks of Thin Lizzy, and they're a great rock band, too. But man, the first guy I know was Roy Gallagher. Anyway, yeah, yeah, so so Queen so, Queen Kong. Yeah, so we we knew the guys in Queen Kong. They were at the time they were a couple. They're not a couple now, and they lived. That's close good to, to know. We, That's good to know, Bushy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> just in case, you know. Yeah, yes. You really like her voice. I'm man. sequestered. <laughs> so anyhow. I used to hang around with them, and they, they were playing with this other band called You're Only Massive. They were like uh, this two girls. And basically, they decided to make an album between them because it was all electronic-based, and Dave was a really good producer. So Dave made this album, and he put in a lot of basic, you know, just electronic drum pieces. And one, I went round to his house one time. He went, oh, come round and do some drums. So he had a like a nine-pad boss sampler with a load of drum samples and just basically went to me, here's a set of headphones, listen to the songs and play drums. So we played drum parts on lots of it and then he cut it all up and sequenced it all back in. And So, so when I listen to it, I can't tell what I played a lot of the time, if that makes sense. <laughs> you can't tell what's the electronic drums because you were firing samples. Yeah, basically, I was playing little bars and stuff, and then he'd take the bar and sit it down, and he'd go, you know, play a bunch of toms here, and i do a lot of toms, and then he'd just take the little foil and sit it in somewhere. And Right, right. Now, you know, you know Dot Dash is a... It was never on an album, but it was a wire single. That's a great single. Yeah. It's really it's early. Crash. I think right. it's early on. I think it's between the first and second album. Mm, mm. And, uh, yeah, here's where I really remember that song. Uh, Minutemen and Husker Du are playing one of the top floors of Danceteria in New York City. Yeah. And, before, yeah, and it was all decorated all weird, like communist party or trip thing. And we're <laughs> just about to go on stage, and they play that fucking song. 
Yeah. Yeah. And Amazing. so I'll always remember that. This big gig with Husker Du in New York City, and we're we're going to go on after a Wire song, Dot Dash. <laughs> yeah, that's a trip. So uh, this this Queen Kong, it was just, just you didn't do gigs with him. No, no. We've... It was one of those things where we just wanted to play on it. They were my friends, and I yeah, liked I the songs. So, Some things are, you know, that's the righteous thing about recording. It can be be, be like that. Just think if I had oh, yeah. to tour the wrestling record with fucking 48 dudes in the boat. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, what about this Sir Killalot? Did they do gigs? Oh, hundreds. Okay, okay, so different thing, different thing. Yeah, we were... It's we were a, a really good live band and we had a decent following. Like we get a lot of people that come and they know the songs. And whereas recorded, we rarely cut the feel of the live thing. You know. Yeah, yeah. Record- so you played Warzone, didn't you? Yeah, we played fucking everywhere, man. I'll, I'll tell you a big example of that is I don't know. You remember this um, SoCal band called The Last? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. They have this great first single called She Don't Know Why I'm Here. And the yeah. the organ player of uh, uh, Vetus produced it. He also produced the yeah. urinal stuff. But then they do this album, and it sounds so lame. It's so yeah. tiny yeah. sounding. Yeah, the, the, I think it's called yeah. L.A. Explosion or something. Yeah. But it ain't, explo- it ain't exploding. Actually, Joe Nolte lives here in Pedro now. Okay. I, I, I think with uh, you know the black flag guys really looked up to him, especially Chuck Dukowski, Billy Stevenson too from Descendants. Joe Nolte was yeah. like the songwriter uh, guy to aspire to for those guys when I met him. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I saw the like, last. I saw the last at the whiskey with the nerves. Nerves had a guitar man nerves. who wrote that song yeah. hanging on the telephone. Hanging on the telephone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, we're at song. the end of the second hour. We're going to get to organ history. Uh, April 5, 2020. Rock Pedro Show special guest organs. Hold tight for hour three. April 5, 2020. It's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro Show.
Thank you. 
two records get recorded is when Minuteman came in we did the fucking Minute Flag thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So th there's some stuff that came out and I, and I like those two records. They're trippy by Flag. Yeah, they're, they're trippy. Mom, huh? Yeah, I like it all. I like it all. Okay, uh, start off the third hour with Septic Rabbits in the Bunker, Estelle. Uh, Tullum with uh, Desert Delirium. A Baja Boy with uh, Blessed House of Wachovia. That's AJ. He used to play bass in a band called Donkey. Of course, he moved to guitar. Crane. <laughs> well, it happens with the drummies, too. Look at Dave. Look at Grant. Yeah. You know. Right. <laughs> you know, fucking Chico Hamilton had to fight. He couldn't get songwriting credits. Drummers can't write songs. This is in the 60s. Georgie Big. Yeah. A Chico Hamilton fan. Crane with Society Shame up in Idaho. Mold Omen out of Balmore with Information Solver. And finally, 615, so kill a lot. So t tell me, how did Oregon get together? Eh, well, look, we know Ian so long, and we'd see each other occasionally and just, you know, I buy records from Ian. Ian sells vinyl and stuff. So just one of the times we were speaking a couple of years ago, I remember just, if I'm not mistaken, I think I just said to Ian, oh, if you ever need a drummer, just give me a shout, basically. And then over to Ian. Take it, Ian. Yeah, I, I kind of, I've been in bad dates. It just kind of stopped after we'd recorded a bunch of stuff and didn't kind of finish off the recording. And I was just thinking about all the bands over the years that I didn't record with or the recordings didn't do anything with them. And I just thought, you know, like, time's marching on here. I want to keep playing. I want to keep doing stuff. I want to start challenging myself a bit as well. So I thought, right, been listening to lots of instrumental, lots of jazz, lots of punk rock. Let's see if I can get a bunch of people together and just do something off the cuff. And initially I put the word out on social media and I didn't think more than about two people would have 
wanted to get involved, but I got about a dozen people and then some people fell by the wayside and ended up with it, which was great. Yeah. Now, now, let's get to the nuts and bolts. What was the first fucking come together like? First come together was that first track that you heard. It just, we were kind of, I thought we were tuning up, but they'd already pressed record and off we went. And 73 minutes later, we kind of looked at each other and went, yeah, that kind of worked pretty well. (laughs) So, literally, man. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, like, everything that you've heard just comes from that first day. Okay. Everything came from that session. We'd never sat in a room together before. Well, let me there ask was you. Me. I didn't, let me ask I you. I haven't met some people before. Let me ask you. Was there a discussion about what you were going to try to do? No. Okay. No. It was like, you know, let the freak flag fly. Yeah. It was yeah. going the... It was the same as the sessions we did with you, what, where we just go in the room and play. Okay. And that was it. We just played and stuff came out and some of it was really good and some of it was not as good. Ah, so you (laughs) edited stuff down, like Miles on the Corner and shit. It was... When you were done recording stuff, you edited uh, pieces... I'm not saying you put pieces together, but you faded in, faded out. We cut stuff out, yeah. Not that it was bad, it's just to fit on the tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We needed to make a 15-minute each side. Sure, sure, sure. But the the CD just came out, you know, as was. That was like the one whole take. Here, let me play some Estelle.
this for Z. Please let me be. 
this disease. Please set me free. This disease, please, please let me be. Body shaped like a Z. <laughs> Kill 
This is our last song. Thank you again. Uh, if anyone wants CDs off us or whatever, I'll have a box of stuff over on the left. We've got to clear the stage pretty fast when we finish. Thank you again. Good night.
Well, for Pedro's show, last music for this edition, Push the Nut Button by Estelle, San, San Ardo with Mr. Z, Killed by Death by a thru, Thrust at Mountain Offensive, which is uh, Brother Phil up in uh, Big Bear. Nicholas Mares with Domestic Dispute. And finally, someone should blow that sick fuck out of his socks, Estelle Live. Oh, uh, that's good, man. And uh, <laughs> Estelle, when's the last time they played together? It was a while ago, right? Uh, 2013, probably. Seven years, wow. Yeah, we so much unfinished stuff, man, but there's just, it's so hard to sell a fucking record now, as you know. Yeah. And I mean, you don't even have a band. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Is Tommy still uh, doing music? He had that thing about yeah. in the woods, right? He still makes records, man. He's still recording. He's uh, well, I was actually speaking to him recently about maybe myself and him and some other guys and Ian included, maybe at some point recording something with Tommy in the vein of you know trying some uh, improv and seeing what happens. And yeah, Tommy has like a bunch of children now, man. Bunch of children, and he has a studio. Yeah, and he works for RTE, which is the big, uh, the you know, it's our main broadcaster. He works as a sound engineer for those guys now. Oh, that's great. And yeah, I, so I think, I, I think uh, last time I saw him, he was just having his first baby, or his wife was. Yeah, he's up to okay. I think his fourth kid is on the way now. We recorded at that horse stable. Yeah, Ashtown. Yeah. It was great. Cool, you know, man. that we could fucking do that, get right on a plane and do Stooge gig that night. <laughs> Brother Steve, I miss him a lot. What's the next plans uh, for the organs? Gonna book another recording session when everything kind of calms down a bit. And uh, I think we've got going to have another couple of people have expressed interest. What about trading files? Some people I couldn't do last time and some others. What about, in the meantime, mm -hmm. trading files? Uh, See, oh, we could try I that. But... I, I can't get into my rehearsal room until all this shit is over, so... You can't yeah, get those kind of, uh, it, Queen Kong guys yeah, to come of, over and uh, let you do some digital drum? Um, I'd rather us all go get in a room and not have any idea. Shit, yeah, what I'd we're rather not fucking them. have to postpone the last uh, the two tours I have coming up. But Ian, the, yeah. the situation. <laughs> well, that's yeah. it, man. I'm at home sick from nice. work at the moment. They think I have coronavirus, so. Oh, bushy shit. Ah, look, it's not so bad. It feels like a fucking chest infection, but it's because I work in healthcare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm two weeks out now, so. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of something in between. Of course, Ian, the best thing is to be in the same room jamming together. Believe me. I ain't practicing oh, yeah. my second man or my missing man either. But I am trading files. I'm trying to do something. Uh, some of us are kind and of more, you know, also, what, uh, what they've been up to. Pizzo's trying, uh, you know, we got a studio in his yard, Casa Hanzo. We're trying to set that up for live streaming. So we, we're going to yeah. try to be able to do gigs, you know. We we just got to deal with this situation. I don't think we should just lay down. And, you know. No, absolutely. Look, it'll pass, man. It'll pass. We got to keep working, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the meantime, uh, I I just like what you guys are doing. I love this organs, the five uh, pieces that you've given me, and I'm hoping for fifty more. 
Cool. Oh, you'll get them. Now, where can people find you guys on the internet? We're all on Bandcamp. Organ Spellfest. Bandcamp no, is where you'll get. There's no Organs website. No, just no. the Bandcamp at present. Okay, so so you that's all you to, need. You would go to organs.bandcamp.com. Organspellfast.bandcamp.com. Oh, okay, okay, thanks. Because uh, I really think you should have a website because I, I I was in love with fanzines and to me a website is like your own fanzine. Yeah, man. Nobody, there's no filter. I think Bandcamp is the best thing for trying to get live music out there. Yeah. Okay, right now. Yeah, I think it's a lot better than all the other jive shit, you know. But, yeah, well, but you, as well, far you, as having your own websites, I got having your own fanzine. Yeah, yeah, maybe when we have more news, we'll get a website. Yeah, one of them, we'll we'll get a you can get one of them WordPress yeah. ones for free, you know. We could do. Yeah, okay. Album like. Uh, it's been a big honor. I go way back with Bushy. I think 2004 is the first time I played with him at fucking Wayland's. Yeah. Or 2005. 2005. Yeah, my dad had just died. Or he was dying at the time, I remember. Yeah, so sorry. Yeah. But uh, Interesting. It's a long time, man. That's right. But as long as I know D. Boone. So thanks for being there for me, yeah. Bushy. Thank you so much. And Ian, thanks for coming aboard. Uh, Not a problem. Guys, keep on keeping on. I'm really interested in seeing the next chapter. People, it's been the April 5, 2020 edition of Watt for Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.